Hello, my friend. Jeff C. here with a great new resource that I put together just for you. It's a complete database of all the tools that I use to create content and run my business. I've got apps, software, hardware, and even my favorite AI tools. It's easy to find what you need and tells you exactly how I'm using them in my business. To get access to my toolbox, just go to jeffc.com forward slash toolbox. That's J-E-F-F. S is in Sam, I-E-H. That's I before E, especially in C. That's how my mama had me learn it. So go check it out. And if you haven't heard me say it in a while, I appreciate you listening, my friend. And now, on with the episode. Keeping you up to date on the world of social media. Industry experts. Innovators. Creators. Storytellers. And the latest social media tools, tips, and tactics. This is Social Media News Live. Welcome to Social Media News Live. I'm Jeff C. And you're not. And this is the show where we give you all the up-to-date information uh, that you can handle about social media. So I'm so excited. I've got my friend here from across the pond, Ian Anderson Gray. Ian, how are you doing today? I'm doing really well. Yeah, so just if you're confused, I'm not Grace. I'm, I'm afraid I'm, I'm not as beautiful as Grace, but you're going to have to put up with me today. But maybe my British accent will do something to level up the, the show somehow. I don't know. Yeah, and and so. like I said in the pre-show, I'm so excited that Keely Dunn is here. We're talking all about Discord. Um, it's it's going to be a fabulous show, so make sure you ask your questions. And if you don't know who Keely is, um, she is uh, fabulous. I've been following her for a long time. She doesn't know that, but... I've stalked a lot of people, but uh, she is a multipreneur content creator, which I love. I love that term. I don't have to steal it. And as FH hump uh, umpires, FH umpires, she educates field hockey umpires, players, coaches, and fans worldwide and supports umpires to perform at their best. Now with discord for creators, she works with content creators, building engaged and valuable communities on discord. She is also the co-host of the mastermind podcast. That is the creators pod. And what I want to ask her about, cause I saw this was interesting in her bio. She says she has an entire production setup. It's on a rolling rig named Rick because it's never going <laughs> to, she's never going to give him up. So talk about that Keely. Uh, what in the world is your rolling mobile mobile rig named Rick? Yeah, um, I've shown it off on a couple of live streams. You can go to uh, Take One Tech. I was on with Alec and showed it off a little bit, JP High Tech some time ago. But I live in a pretty small apartment. It's only about 800 square feet. And I'm also a minimalist and I like things not to be in my way with visual clutter. So I roll this rig out. It's on a... um, I think it's a kneewer pole mm-hmm. that's got a really nice heavy base. Uh, I put weights. I've, I've gaff taped ri- <laughs> weights onto <laughs> the right. legs because why not MacGyver it? And I roll it out here into the main room. So this is, you know, people are like, oh, your studio is cute. And I'm like, yeah, I live in it. This is my living room. <laughs> that's right. So this is my living room. I've kicked out my partner for a couple hours. And then when I'm done, I just disconnect things, roll it back into the office. And that's where I do most of my uh, my non-live streaming mm-hmm. work. So my mentoring, coaching, that sort of thing. And I it it works for me. It's pretty crazy. And it took a long time to get it to where I liked it. But right there you go that's cool so like for me i have uh i call it my cone of cleanliness because i'm out in my man cave and it's like i got all i got carving stuff over here i've got like you know just it's a (laughs) mess but there's this cone of cleanliness that i have that keeps everything good so ian 
what what's your studio like? Like, what do you? I mean, I know is that a real brick wall or is that a fake brick wall? I mean, I never oh, know. Do anymore. I have to answer that? You question. have to answer it. It's it, it is wallpaper. Yeah. It is wallpaper, and there is oh, like a a fake tree behind me as well. So, oh. uh, but yeah, it's the same thing. Like, if you look at my desk, I've got quite a big standing desk here. And first of all, it was when I first got it, it was looking beautiful, but not so much now. Mm-hmm. Um, but the, but yeah, but it, it's, I, I think I, I like with my studio, I, I found that I just needed it to be here and set up. So I don't have to right. worry about putting it up each time. Cause otherwise I probably wouldn't go live if, if I had to put it up. So I'm very impressed with Keely's setup. I think that is really cool that you can just put it up really quickly. Cause I think that's the key. You don't, yeah. you want to re- reduce any friction to creating content, I think. Totally agree. And speaking about creating content. So, well, first of all, Ian, so you have a standing desk. You said, do you stand during your live streams or do you sit? Are you standing? Right Most now? of the time I stand, Like I am oh, standing see. now uh, yeah. because it just gives me a bit more energy, but like, but that's the great thing about standing desk. You can sit at it if you want. Yeah. If, well, if you, you need that, but, but you don't need to stand because like Martin says, a British accent is worth gold. <laughs> so that's why we have no, show, no other, no other reason. So, okay. So, uh, kidding aside, we're talking today all about Discord. So, Keely, I want you to come at this because it's true. Uh, I am a total kind of newbie at this. I am in part of your um, uh, some of your your groups that you have created, but I'm just scratched the surface of what Discord is. And by the way, I do want to be, do a big shout out to our friends who help sponsor the show, uh, Ecam. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecam. They are what makes the show possible. That's what I'm streaming on. Uh, the other cool thing is that Keely has actually helped them set up their very own Discord server. So if you want to see what that looks like, go to ecam.tv forward slash Discord. You can see all the magic that uh, Keely has put together over there. So um, if you have, you want to kind of dip your toes in Discord and see what it's like, this is a great place to start. Ecam.tv forward slash Discord. So Keely, as we're just getting started, like, and like I said, I'm a total newbie. Explain to people what Discord is. Like if they've never heard about it before or they've heard it and they just thought, like me for a long time, that it was just Slack for gamers. Right. Well, J- Jeff, I'm not here to uh, throw shade or anything, but I think you've probably been around for a few minutes. You, mm-hmm. You've been around the internet and you've seen bulletin boards and right. forums. And do you remember IRRC back in the day? Mm-hmm. I do. So you can take all that and all those cozy nostalgic feelings you're gonna get when you see those environments. And then you can add it to Facebook groups and WhatsApp and Zoom without the suck and apps like that. And it's it's all of those things all together. And it's pretty much anything you want it to be. Their slogan is imagine a place. And I actually said that accidentally in one of my presentations and I'm like, oh, I bought the totally <laughs> drinking the Kool-Aid. But really it's, <laughs> It's, it's what you want it to be. And that flexibility can look a little uh, intimidating for some people at the outset, but really it can grow very organically with you. And yeah, you can do anything with it for your community. So just really quick back to kind of the, you know, what is Discord? And, and you know, I know you have a question coming up that I'll, I, I want to break in real quick too, but mm-hmm. um it's a separate app. It doesn't live on any other thing. So do you own your own discord channel or is it somebody else's? I mean, it's a, it's a different app kind of, like I said, it's kind of like Slack, but it's not really. So can you kind of explain more like where does it live and all that kind of stuff? 
Uh, well, it lives on the internet, <laughs> but it is all of all of Discord is made up of what they call servers. Mm -hmm. They used to call them guilds until they thought, okay, that may be a little too nerdy. Let's expand <laughs> right. our horizons a little bit. So it went from guild to server, and now a lot of people just call them communities okay. because server sounds overly technical for what it is. But think of, for example, your Facebook group on that platform is just a corner that you've set up that has your people in it and you can do the things that you want to under the supervision of Mark Zuckerberg and all the advertising. Mm -hmm. uh, Discord is like that, except without the Zuckerberg and without mm -hmm. the advertising. So individual communities are hosted on Discord and but connect through the entire database. Discord is just like the super powerful database of people and posts and emojis and 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 servers that are all just individual pieces that all interlink together to a certain extent but you can have a very private server there or you can even have a public server that people can hop into at their will when they discover it awesome Ian, mm. your turn. Now it's really cool. So, like, I think Discord has this. A lot of people see it as a kind of a gaming platform, and like, my son's massively into gaming, into into Minecraft and stuff, and and he he keeps on going on about Discord when it comes to to that side of things and the YouTube creators. So, is it just for that, or can businesses use it, and can we use it like for professional communication as well? Um, how how has that kind of progressed over time? They've really changed in the last few years. I don't know if you heard about this thing that happened in about March 2020, but that caused a whole ripple of changes for a lot of online services like Discord. So according to Fast Company, back in 2021, about 30% of the users of Discord were on there for primarily non-gaming purposes. But in the following year, that had completely flipped to 80%. 80% of the people were there to use Discord, not for gaming, primarily. Hmm. But I've heard that people are these multifaceted, you know, <laughs> entities that contain right. multitudes. And so they might be gamers. They might get into gaming because they've found Discord and they've got kids that are playing and they're like, oh, this community aspect of gaming is fun. This is the thing that I, I like about gaming is I can play with people. Or you might find photography groups. You might find content creator communities. You might find uh, NFT and crypto communities and things like that. So really, the, the pandemic brought about an entire shift, I think, to Discord's model they were worth a lot of money before the pandemic and mm -hmm. but that just completely exploded them because they've been using a freemium model for a long time and that's been very very effective awesome so we got some comments i want to bring up so uh gary I, it must be true because you're here he says british british accents give you more mojo so i think that's once again you know, ian's got to fill in for uh for a while now um rich says uh she gives a big shout out he goes hey gang um Achilles, so you got your fan base here. And then um, uh, Reg says, I use Discord as a to-do list, notepad, organizer, and as a community builder. So it's kind of like the uh, jack of all trades there uh, for Reg. The, the question I have, so, okay, let's say you've convinced me, Keely, I'm going to do this because... That was Here's, quick. Yeah. <laughs> I've been following <laughs> you for a while. I told you that. I told you that. <laughs> um, so the thing is, What's attractive to me about Discord right now is I think that 
social media has moved from where it was started to where it was. I want to know more. I want to connect with Ian. I want to connect with Keely because we're not in the same you know space. Um, but it's turning into more an entertainment network. And I'm really and I'm really looking for stuff off platform that I could build a community with. And so Discord, and the thing that's going to win is where people have adopted the platform the most. And Discord already has like millions of users. So let's dive into like some of the key features. The first of which, like how much does it cost me? If I said, okay, Keely, I'm, I'm ready to go. What does it cost me to set up a Discord server? Do I have to rent hosting space? Do I have to, is it, you know, locked down to so many users? How does that model work? You kind of mentioned freemium there for a while. Yeah, uh, this much. <laughs> okay, great. that much I like to that. start. Yeah. So, uh, and for those of you who don't, <laughs> who can't surmise, I, I on the podcast I put up a zero. <laughs> it it is completely free to use. What the freemium or the the premium features that you can incorporate into your experience, whether you're doing that as a user and you could subscribe to a service they call Nitro, which gives you the ability to upload posts to uh, to bigger upload limits, like 100 uh, megabytes instead of just 10. Uh, it increases your ability to, it gives you two free server boosters, which if you're a server owner, server boosters are great because they open up some premium features for you in terms of being able to share screens in your voice channels at higher resolutions and bit rates up to 60 frames per second, which is pretty dope. Mm -hmm. Sound quality up to 356 kilobits per second, pretty dope. So there's there are options out there. And for me, I believe that if you are a business, if you are a content creator who is hosting a community on Discord, you want to have a boosted server to level two is probably mm -hmm. where you want it to be so that you can have cool custom emojis. And I know it sounds goofy, but these, I swear, custom emojis and gifts just they make the experience fun and that really is the thing that i think discord does best in the entire space more than all the other people like circle and heartbeat and mighty networks they have their jam mm -hmm. but it ain't fun and if you want to have fun you can come over to discord and experience all the goofiness and weirdness and it just i think that extends through to your community as well and people really enjoy themselves there so uh, it's really interesting. Um, so uh, uh, Reg, uh, Reg says, uh, I get Nitro just to use the custom emojis that I want to use, which is cool. Exactly. And Jim, see, I think Jim introduced me to you maybe the first time. He goes, uh, hello, Discord queen. <laughs> Thanks, Jim, for that. And um, Eddie Garrison says, Keely Dunn. I like emojis, too. So, I mean, it's it's a big deal for people to put this stuff, um, to have this. So how much is the cost? To, like you said, if you're going to start one to kind of level up to level two, what's the cost on that? Do you know? I think you need, uh, I'm just looking over at my server right now. I need 15 boosts for level three. So I think for level two, you need seven boosts. So you need the, you know, they, they make it difficult to budget mm -hmm. in that respect. But I, me, myself, I spend about 95 moose dollars on uh, Discord a month, which incorporates all the server boosters that I have for my two servers that are boosted up to the hilt, and then a few other boosts that I give to my friends and their mm -hmm. other communities because I'm, you know, kind of cool that way. And to me, that is 
an incredible piece of value for all the things that I can do here. Um, but you, again, you don't have to do any of these things. You can have a beautiful, functional, fun, engaged server without any money whatsoever. And I think that is a, a compelling way to start. Awesome. So uh, Jim goes, Keely made me buy Nitro. So I guess I it's, it's, it's pretty funny. Yeah, Jim just listens to, he, he's like me. He's like, I'll just do what she says. Um, so real quick, Ian, before you go, and I want to, I want to, Ian asked some questions before the show that I want to make sure that you have a chance to ask Ian, because I think a lot of people have the same thoughts. Hmm. Um, but before we move on kind of the next section, uh, Keely, <clears throat> like what are... What are the key features of Discords? Like you mentioned, you know, it's different from Circle and all that stuff. Well, why can't I just get Slack and do the same thing? And you also mentioned live, like the bit rate. And so you can stream live inside of Discord, uh, Discord, just, you know, without any, it can be a destination. Is that what you're saying? You can absolutely a destination. Okay. It's not a, it doesn't save and record in that okay. destination. So people are often worried about that. So what I say to them is, well, that's what, YouTube is for. Right, <laughs> right. That's a place where you can deposit for replay the videos that you that you make and the, the the live streams and the activities that you do. But Discord can absolutely be a destination. You can add virtual cameras to Discord the way that you, mm. the same way you can with Teams and and Zoom and things like that. So you can use your eCam right into Discord, as well as using their own share screen functionality, which works way better than Zoom's does. You can share, people, multiple people can share their screens in wow. Discord, as well as have their video up at the same time. But uh, like voice channels, I could go on for hours about because you can customize your experience and change people's volumes and turn off their videos if you don't want to see that person who's got some distracting thing going on. If their British accent is overwhelming, you can mute <laughs> them so you don't hear them, you know, right. whatever, whatever the case might be. And th uh, that's just one way. And that, that's where I think you can experience a lot of the creativity that right. uh, as a community owner, you can use, but they have their own equivalent of a Twitter space or clubhouse, which is called stages. Mm -hmm. So you can do an audio only presentation and you can invite people up to the stage and it's its own type of channel. It's got forum channels so that if you need to have a very organized space for Q and A where people can ask their individual questions and all the answers and all the discussion that comes pursued to that, can all be in one little post and that that's super convenient for sure it can be used primarily for texting but i think you've got so much more with the voice capabilities and how you can hold events in there and discord just rolled out memberships natively so oh, content yeah. creators can monetize their communities but you were probably going to ask me about that so i'll I was, Wait. but, but I know Ian had some, some good thoughts too, um, mm -hmm. before, uh, but before your question, I want to bring up another comment. Thanks Reg for all your comments and questions. He goes, uh, if you have a fan base, they can donate a boost to your server if they're in your discord community. So that's really, really cool mm. as well. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, go ahead, that's no, th oh, go ahead. Keith. I'm sorry. You're gonna say something. I was just going to say that that's, that's okay. And it's nice to have your server boosted, but that money goes to discord. I would much rather that my fans are sending their their hard-earned money to me mm -hmm. and then i can pay for the boost myself and that's what i recommend that professional 
server right. owners do. And then I can decide how to use that revenue and, and that sort of thing. So I, is, boosting is nice for a very like casual, we're actually all in this together, but if you're doing this professionally, I think you want to mo monetize your membership. Mm. Interesting. Mm. That's no, it's great. fascinating. Yeah. So, I mean, there's so many features that I want to ask you about, but I, I, one kind of concern that some people have or like, um, or when, when they're talking about Discord is social media has really changed as we talked about, uh, and it feels like Discord and is, is a fragmentation of the community. So it would be that you go onto Facebook and you'd be able to connect with pretty much everyone on there. Now, if you want to connect, if I want to connect with Jeff, I mean, I know Jeff's on still on, on social media, but I would have to connect with him on his discord. And if I want to connect with you, Keely, I'd have to just, uh, I'd have to connect with you on your server. How, how, what was your, what would you say about that, about the fragmentation side of things? And what would you say to people who have that as a concern to, to, to allow discord to actually bring people together, not to uh, separate people? That's a great question and, and a valid concern because one of the weaknesses of discord is actually the privacy that's built in. So instead of signing up for a Facebook account where uh, you are handing over everything about yourself to the platform who then monetize you out of mm -hmm. uh, out by farming you out to advertisers, Discord keeps that, they don't ask for any of that information. You have to verify or you can verify your account with an email and a lot of servers will require you to be verified that way, but that's all otherwise Discord doesn't track any, any information, they don't sell it. So yes, it is harder to build the social network. And so what I say to that, and, and I think going back to what you said earlier, Jeff, about how Instagram and, and all those things have changed, they're now recommendation media rather than social media, that Discord is, isn't a replacement for Facebook. It's what I consider to be the top of the community pyramid. So if I'm building an experience for the people that I want to bring into my world and I want to build something awesome with, I start out with discovery media, which is now Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, right. all those things, right? And then I do live streams on YouTube. So YouTube is discoverable, but when I do a live stream experience, it's pretty much like it's, it's long. I talk to people, I get to know them. It's very much relationship building. And then from there I say, Hey, you know, we've been dating for a little while. Do you want to, <laughs> you want to go steady? Yeah. Do you want to bring your toothbrush over? I have a discord and that's the place where we really, really get into this long-term relationship thing. And we, then can go from me to many to many to many, including me. Mm -hmm. And that to me is the power. And I think more than offsets the, mm -hmm. uh, the, the, the con of not being able to sort of connect directly with your people like that, uh, the, the way that you would in, in Facebook and that sort of thing. So you just have to reorganize your model of how your building your community and then it completely makes sense and it's an it's an amazing experience i think yeah so, I mean, that's great because that's that it's not a replacement for, for for social media it's it's in addition to and so you can use social media as the discovery in a sense discovery engine but then bring them into your community on discord and i think that's the way to see it i've just seen some creators say social media is dead discord is the replacement and that's not what you're saying 
Mm. Not at all. Not at all. That's yeah. that, that's just not going to serve you very well. Use the platforms for what they're doing, for what they're giving you. And what Facebook and Instagram are doing, actually, I mean, it's been terrible for your friendship relationships. You can't find your friends' photos on Instagram anymore. Thanks, Kylie Jenner. You're absolutely right. But you can find new people mm-hmm. and you can find new connections to people that are making content that you're interested in. But what do you do after that? You don't continue that relationship on Facebook or Instagram or even a, a, a WhatsApp. There's, there's too much distraction in those places. When you're ready to settle down with somebody, you go into their Discord server. And that's that's where all the magic happens. I hope so, that uh, analogy isn't too creepy. <laughs> no. Uh, so uh, so I'm going to call a little bit of an audible here. And, Ian, I'm sorry. I do this to Grace all the time. But... The, 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 what I'm thinking about, okay, if say I'm going to do this and I've been really hesitant to do, I've done some pop-up Facebook uh, groups before, uh, done some training like that, but it's a lot of work. Like having a good, active, vibrant community is a lot of work. Um, and also I didn't want to do a lot of work and have it go on to like a Facebook group. Then all of a sudden they start throwing ads in and, or else I don't own it and all this other yeah. questions. So I guess I'm talking, so you talked about social media is kind of being the discovery engine and it, they kind of go into the relationship and they're on your, you know, you move them to your discord server, you know, once they like, Hey, I really like what Keely's got to say. I want to learn how to do this myself, or I want to, you know, I want to get in deeper. So what's the next step? Can you make a monetized level inside like Keely's secret group or special group inside your original discord? Or do you have to create another discord server or how does that flow work? Like when, cause I know a lot of businesses and a lot of coaches watch this and listen to this. So how do you move it to the next level where you're not just making a community for community's sake, but this is actually yeah. part of your business plan where you can actually make some money down the line. Yeah. So there's a number of ways you can do this. And for years, Discord has been able to integrate with memberships that you may be hosting on, say, YouTube or Patreon or mm-hmm. Buy Me a Coffee. There are ways that you can automatically assign roles to people inside the server. And then what you do is you make certain areas, channels, or entire categories where those channels are nested inside as private only to those roles. Mm. And that's where you host your special events. That's where you give more of your time and you're very attentive to your members. Whatever the benefits are that you've decided, this is what I can provide to people. This is what they really want from me. Then you do that within those private uh, settings. And then for uh, what I've done in um, my own FH umpire server, mm-hmm. I've set up another bot. One of the most popular bots out there is called Me6. And they have a membership or they've had to change the name now to monetization. <laughs> they've got a feature that you can then sell your own memberships through Me6. And that just integrates with Stripe and boom, there's an auto payment and you can do the same thing. And then... 10 days ago, I don't know, COVID time, Mm -hmm. uh, Discord launched their own native memberships. It's US-based servers only. So if you are a resident of the United States and you set up your server there, you can use this feature. And obviously that's for taxation purposes. You know how complicated things get. Mm -hmm. And then you can cordon off areas of your server that's already existing, or you could switch your entire server to be uh, 
gate gated, I guess, mm-hmm. where people have to pay in order to see any of it, or you could create an entire new server. I think that because of the versatility of, of servers and how you can architect them, you might as well keep it all in the same place. Mm-hmm. And what I've done in mine is I have general areas that everybody can come to that are totally free. And then I have some gated off areas and I let people create all the FOMO they can. I'm like, yeah, talk about all the cool stuff that we're doing behind the gate because that's where the the real content, the real value and the time that I invest in my people, that's where that happens. And it, it's very, very effective. Very cool. Ian, I'll let you go. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm yeah, let's go. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's a really, really good question. And so you, we, you mentioned, we, you talked about the kind of the privacy side of things or privacy, however you pronounce it. <laughs> I get confused. So, uh, and that's, because they can have locked that down, they or they don't ask you for a lot of information. That that can be seen as a positive thing, obviously, as well. Um, so, how does Discord handle privacy and security for its users? I think that in, part of it is just in that they don't ask for a lot of information mm-hmm. anyway. So instead of them using all of the connections that you make with people as data fodder, that just isn't part of their collection model whatsoever. Um, and I see in the comments, Reg actually mentioned that there are issues mm-hmm. with nefarious things going on. Absolutely. I actually read an article just last night about how Discord's reported cases of abuse of uh, of, of younger people in their platform is only at about you know 7% and it's much higher on Facebook and Instagram and things like that. Um, the way that you handle privacy and security in Discord is to have a robust uh, gate at the front of your Discord server. And that can be everything from asking people to not only agree to rules, but also they have to react to a particular emoji on a particular post before they can even open up the rest of the server to see everything, because that really helps with eliminating a lot of bots. There's bots that help you with installing CAPTCHAs and all those other tools that you can use in order to screen out the automated processes. And then there are auto moderation tools in Discord that you can set to be at particular levels of sensitivity. Like, oh, if I see these terms, Mm. automatically hide that message, notify me, and then I can go back and say, yes, that message is fine, or auto-delete it, send a DM to that user saying, please don't use that language, and uh, points are docked against that person. So there's a lot of different layers that you can use you can now have an onboarding system using other programs like Dots or Burb or many of these other vendors who are coming up with solutions that before you even enter the Discord, you're filling out more information. So if you're a a commercial entity and you want to collect people's emails, because we all know that that is the holy grail, that's what everybody needs in order to truly monetize their community. You can ask for that information, have a little questionnaire to find out more about them, collect the demographic information that actually helps you in your business. And then you allow them into the Discord and you can tie that information together thanks to those apps with their user profile. But that is outside of Discord. So Discord doesn't have that information to give out to anybody. And Mm. I think that's very positive. All right. Uh, so I now I've got more and more questions. So many questions. So little time. Um, so 
you mentioned things like bots. I mean, Reg mentioned bots. He goes, this mm-hmm. is good stuff. Um, you mentioned servers and, and all this stuff. And I know people are like listening to this going, oh my gosh, this sounds so complex. Like I can set up a Facebook group in five minutes. This seems like it's overwhelming. I know all the kids are doing it, but what, you know, all the Gen Zers are doing it, but what about us old fogies uh, here? Like, should I even try this? I mean, is it worth doing or is it going to be, you know, it, it sounds super powerful. Just like, I know a lot of people like, um, open up Adobe Photoshop and they're like, oh my gosh, this is too overwhelming. There's too many tabs, all this stuff. Talk us down, Keely. Like, why we should, why, sh- and, and I know you've done this in the past because I've seen you on Twitter and some other places going, it's okay. Um, because I really do think, I mean, one, just because you're not familiar with something, but you can see that for me, it's the user base. There are a lot of people using Discord. There are, as they get older, they're already familiar with it. They're going to move forward. So, Talk us down, us old folks, Keely. How, why should we get on this Discord bandwagon? And tell us it's not as complex as it sounds. Exactly. 150 million users, in fact, are on mm. Discord. So that's that's a lot of people. And lots and lots of servers uh, where, where are my stacks here. I think <laughs> there's 19 million active servers. So I, I can tell a story about how I got into Discord because it was two of... Uh, to very high level members in my community. They were moderators on my YouTube channel and I respected their opinion very much. They, they came to me and they said, you got to use Discord, you got to use Discord. And I looked at it and I thought, are you kidding me? Right. This thing looks ridiculous. It looks exactly like a gamer house. Mm-hmm. And I thought, there's no way. I, I don't mean to brag, but I'm super big in sort of the 50 to 70 year old Englishman set who all are hockey umpires. And I thought, there's no way they are not going to want to come over to this place. Right. But they pestered me and they pestered me. And I got on a voice chat with one of them. He ends up being a 15 year old kid in the Netherlands. <laughs> really, really smart, lovely kid. And he says, look, I'll set up your server for you and you can just take a look around and we'll do a demo. And that was the first time I saw that's where the real power is when you can actually just get somebody in there and then show them what they can do. Everybody's faces light up. Like mm-hmm. as soon as you get in a voice channel with somebody, they go, oh, you mean I could help somebody with their software just by having them share their screen and then we can look at it together. And I'm like, yeah, and it's that easy. And people just absolutely freak out. And so I, I told these, these uh, young gentlemen in my community, I said, look, we'll set up the server. I'll invite some of my key people in, mm-hmm. you know, the people I'm in the big demographic with. And now if they like it, we'll do it and brought a few of them over. I brought about 10 mm-hmm. people and they said, just poke around, chat amongst yourselves, like no pressure, just like, let's see what it, what it does. And within weeks they were in love as well because of the ease of the communication, the joy of being, ha- being able to have not only the asynchronous, asynchronous texting or being able to pop into a voice channel just like that. No links, no passwords, you just, you just click on a button, suddenly you're ready to video with somebody. Mm. That just won everybody over. And then you can always use the argument, remember that time you learned Facebook? Right, yeah. Remember that time you learned how to you know, use your dial-up connection? Do you remember learning MySpace? You don't remember those things. You think that it wasn't like you rolled out of the womb knowing how to use these things. 
but the skills are generalized. Right clicking or um, or, or alt clicking in, in Mac, like all of those rules stay the same. And you'd be surprised at how quickly you'll acquire the skills. It's been fantastic, and I've I've loved the journey. I've loved learning. <laughs> so, Ian, there is hope for us. So, uh, yeah, much well, hope. I think it's it's as you as you get older, and, and I'm just talking about you here, Jeff, because obviously I'm still 21. But like for for older people like you, it's I think it's easy to become more overwhelmed. Whereas like young kids, they just they they almost like those 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 obstacles because it's like problem solving. Um, so I suppose like it. Just to kind of just a follow up question, Keely, which is like, well, if people are feeling overwhelmed, how how what should they do? They might want to set up their own server. What would be like a couple of points, simple points that they should like do to to get started with this to set up their own server? I think the Discord server setup process is actually really nicely laid out. Just take your time and read the screens. When it says, when it asks you, do you want to set up a set of rules that people have to agree to before they get into the server? Say yes, do that thing. I think by making sure that you have just a very simple reaction role that somebody has to click on an emoji and that automatically gives them access to a role that then opens up the rest of the server, I think is very important. If you have your server and at everyone is the default role, Mm at everyone can see everything that's when you can run into trouble with bots coming in and spamming and 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 that sort of thing if you can take that one simple step then you're set and i mean let's face it there's a reason i'm here and it's because i translate from discord into creator language and i'm here to help people get through that there are videos on my youtube channel where i go through creating your account setting up your server for the first time. Very simple, simple little steps. But I also really think that hands-on learning is the best way to learn any kind of software. And I'm there to help people go through the process and kind of hold their hands, but also have a lot of fun, you know, making jokes in the process and 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 working through setting up a server. And once you've done it, you're like, oh, well, that was easy. <laughs> I didn't need Keely at all. <laughs> so for you guys who are listening on the podcast, you can uh, get more information uh, about Keely. If you go to discordforcreators.com, that's, that gets you all her information. And I've seen her, uh, you know, helping all sorts of people. I mean, she's, like I said, she's helped uh, Ecamm set up their their um their discord server so if you want to see what that looks like go to ecam.tv forward slash discord that's ecam.tv forward slash discord they are also the sponsor of the show you can find out more about that at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash ecam thank you for letting for for them you know doing this and getting, introducing us to people like keely she's they've also like doc rock has used her we've had doc on a couple weeks ago uh all you know talking and that's how i was like i gotta get keely on it i've just i gotta do it because he talked about her so much and, and how he's building his community using discord uh, mark schaefer has a discord channel i mean this is why I, i've really started to get on the discord bandwagon is because so many people that i i really trust and have learned throughout many many years from are starting to use it for their communities and so that's what i want to talk about next is like i'm all about community i really want to yeah. do a better job with it i want i think that's the future because like i said where i think we're going social is going more towards entertainment but i want to talk about like building a community with discord so We've teased a little bit, and you've talked a little bit about this thing that they just rolled out a couple of weeks ago, which is this 
this mo- how they have their own subscription model. So how is that different than the Patreon model? And could you could you have different levels as well, like you could like you do on Patreon? Because I know that's attractive for a lot of people. You can get people in at the like the five dollar. Hey, I'm just supporting the show, and then they you can kind of gradually let them in. Can you do the same thing with this new thing with Discord? Yes, you can. You've okay, got cool. the option for three tiers, and so far, uh, other tools like the ones that I'm using, like Mesix, because remember I'm in Canada, so I don't get the, all um, the joy of the early releases to the Americans. Uh, you can set up the the three tiers there and you can do things like, yes, I'm a supporter of the show at $3.99 a month Mm. and they get a special little icon, which again, or emoji and people love that kind of stuff. And maybe they get one channel, a private channel that they get to talk in or have access to you or whatever the case might be. And then you can build more intense levels after that. And that's what I've done in FH Umpires. So I have... I have basically three levels of membership. One of them is just rolling out. I'm, I'm waiting for the Discord membership to come out mm-hmm. to Canada, and then I'm going to just use that built-in feature. But that is just a pri- that's just a support level, very very small. And then the next level is you get access to some resources that are on my website. So I control all that through WordPress. It's a long, complicated thing. I like to make things hard, and they also get invited occasionally to things that the highest level of members get access to, which are things like watch parties where we sit and we watch a game together in a voice channel and we talk about what's happening in the game. And so I'm educating field hockey umpires and I'm saying things like, Hey, did you see the position that that umpire moved into? That's why they were able to make that call right there. And Oh, notice that call that didn't quite go the the way that it should have. That's going to come back to bite them in about three, two, there it is. And (laughs) and so we, we go through in real time and it's super, super powerful. We do our mentoring meetings in there. I do private debriefs where if an umpire has a match and they, that they were in and they want some private coaching, we can do that and it's so so easy and Mm -hmm. then you've got the private text channels where everybody talks amongst themselves and they get to build stronger relationships with each other because they're building all these touch points so i'm i'm looking at one right now off on the side i'm super focused on this right now but you know (laughs) i just had this off on the side and people are like oh this is what this is the match i'm umpiring this weekend and somebody's like oh i'm gonna come and watch and and that that's magical. These are people right. that didn't know each other until they came into this server. And I love that journey for them. It is just so much fun. Awesome. Ian, you're up. I'm not, I got one. Well, I'm, I'm dying to say, I'm but I'm going to let you have a chance. Go ahead. I, well, I've got, I've got a quick, it's not right. on the list, but it, okay. it's just, a, since we're talking about community, mm-hmm. like what I see a lot of people doing, and I've done this myself is I get excited about a new technology. It could be discord. It could be something else. And oh yeah, that's where I want to build my community. And then I forget. Well, like I should have been focusing on building my community first, should I? Or so like that's like my question to you. Like, should we be before we set set up a Discord server? Should we already have a community, um, a, a cohesive community? Because they might be scattered across all the different socials um, before we set up a Discord server. Or what should we do? What What's your view on that? So there should and can. And I think if you're the kind of person who might get discouraged if you open up a Discord server and it doesn't take off right away and it 
takes six months, a year for any real sort of measurable buildup and, and increase in activity engagement and that flipping into uh, actually leads getting taken up on monetization, then you want to prioritize building up your audience first. So on all the discovery platforms, I mean, I'd been doing FH Umpires since 2006. Mm-hmm. It's been a long time. It's taken me a long time to figure out what people are looking for from me. What can I give to them? And because there's nobody else in my space, I don't have any role models of people that you know I can look up to and say, oh, so how did you monetize your community? <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's never happened before. So what I felt made this server a success, the one that I'm pointing at on my third monitor, is that I did have, I had a strong network of uh, audience on the discovery platforms. I had been live streaming already for probably a year and a half. And so I had somewhat of a community, but it's still, I think that's still more of an audience because they don't on YouTube, they can, you know, live chat and mm-hmm. sort of interact with each other, but they don't really get to know each other until there's a place that they can go to where they could all just like jam in and come join you in a voice channel. And then they can talk amongst themselves. They can go into the off topic and squirrel out about whatever it is. The weather in England obviously is a big topic and off topic <laughs> all the time. And, and, and so I think you need to start with what what am I producing? What is what are the things that I'm giving out of value into the community? Build that audience, and then start bringing some of those people into your community. And you might start really small with maybe an advisors group, people who are, who are like super keen on your material, who have things to offer back to you. Because that's the other thing about community is people are giving back to you in the questions that they're asking, the information they're giving you, all that feedback, all that knowledge. It's It just blows my mind. So you can start with the the notion that this is going to be small and this is just going to be my, my favorite people. And you can just invite mm-hmm. them and just say, look, I think you guys are smart umpires. Come in and talk to me and let's just talk amongst ourselves a little bit and you can be part of that. And then you start inviting everybody else in and build slowly. But if you establish the culture, whatever culture you want, but for me, it's around fun. It's around Schitt's Creek gifts and (laughs) it's around knowing your umpiring inside and out and being incredibly nerdy and passionate about it. With that culture, it's it blossoms very well and, and organically, and people start taking on leadership roles in that place, which makes it easier for you as the leader to not necessarily have to be the one driving all the content all the time. Awesome! So I, awesome. I've got some some uh, once again. I'm going to follow up. Do you with have this. questions? I have. It's so excited. I love this. This is why I love this show. I hope you guys realize how much I love this show. Um, and by the way, let us know if you think we should start a Discord. A server for this show. I would be interested to see if people uh, would like something like that where they could dive in and talk about stuff. Cause I, as you can tell, I like to talk. Um, the question I have is like, is there a certain, and Ian kind of touched on it, but is there a certain number you need to have before you start a show? And then let's say you have 5,000 emails. Should you send a list to you say, Hey, I'm starting a server and send it all to your list and try to get them in that, that way. I mean, what are some like numbers of like, if you had this, I would do this. And if you had this many already, I would do this. I'm sure there's kind of some, some different things you would recommend. Yeah. I was around the 5k mark on 
most of the social platforms, give or take, when I started my ill-fated Facebook group, which is what I replaced with my Discord mm -hmm. server. And that was the place that I was trying to give my membership value. And I just couldn't get engagement. I couldn't get pickup. But I felt like at that point, I had enough people who had given me feedback as to what I could do for them. Mm -hmm. So I don't think it's about numbers. I think it's about whether you have had enough touch points with your people to understand what you can do for them. And if you're not sure, if you're like, ah, I don't, I don't really know what they need from me. What kind of conversations can we have? What kind of services can I offer? If you're not at that point, you're probably not ready for a community mm -hmm. because you have to start a discord server with a purpose. Otherwise it's going to be a chore and it's, going to be an imposition on your community but instead you want it to be a place where they say look at all the things i get by being here i get to spend time with keely she'll answer all my questions there are some awesome people who will support me and listen to everything that i'm complaining about when the players are mad at me and i'm getting all this great information if that's something that you feel strongly you can offer it doesn't really matter about the number, but it, it matters about the, the maturation. So when I say I had to take all those years to figure out what I was going to monetize, that's because I hadn't, I hadn't gotten that vision in my head. I hadn't gotten enough feedback and the community didn't know what they wanted from me because nobody's done this before. So it wasn't like they were saying, oh, if only we had another XYZ person, Keely could do that thing. That would be great for us. I taught mm. them slowly, eventually, what I could do for them. And they were like, yeah, that thing. No, not that other thing. So mm. that's, that's how that works out, I think. Gotcha. That's a, gr that's a great advice. There's, one, th there's a question from a, a Facebook user. I'm not sure why the name didn't come through, but I thought it was really good. And we kind of touched on it, but I'd really like, because I'm sure you get this question all the time. Uh, they started, they, they were in Discord for a while, and then I haven't used it in a while. I was in some groups for a couple of years. It became a bit overwhelming for me. So mm -hmm. I know Ian had the same thing he talked about. Like, it just seems sometimes like Discord is so overwhelming, um, especially if you're, you're thinking about using it. What do you tell those people? The first step is control your notifications. So if you haven't gone through a server and said, first of all, I only by default want to be notified when I am at mentioned. So mm -hmm. whether it's my name or my role that gets put in a post, if you haven't set that on that server, you got to do that right away. And then you can go through a server and you can mute channels. You can mute entire categories of things that you're not interested in so that you aren't seeing these, you know, glowing, you've got to go check this badge. You can turn that off for yourself so that the server becomes smaller in, in terms of scope for you. Mm -hmm. If you're a server owner, that's something that you want to provide to people. So when people come into my FH Empire server, I say, okay, here are the automatic roles that you're going to get applied depending on what level of membership you are. And then, hey, are you interested in, are you a coach? Are you a media person? They can click on a button and that will open up a different section just for them so that they can partake in conversations that are relevant to them. Are you somebody who's interested in Web3? I'm going to push FH Empires into Web3 and I want to gather the people around me who are interested in that as well so they can help me do that. And they click on a button and boom, they, they, they can open that up. So 
there's a mix of you taking responsibility as a user and turning off the parts of a server that you don't want to see. And then as a good, responsible, fun server owner that you give them people the ability to turn things off for themselves and just literally hide, vanish areas that they are not interested in. Very cool. Mm, that's that, that's worth the price of admission right there, folks. So that's a great tip. And like suppressing the the at everyone and on all those kind of things. I, I mean, I've just got a follow up question with that on that because mm-hmm. I'm probably one of those people that that finds it a little bit overwhelming. I've done the notifications thing, which is a great tip, but it's it's the feeds, particularly if you're in a like a really vibrant community and you go in and you think, oh my goodness, where do I start? I've 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 only logged it logged in and checked it an hour ago, and now there's like fifty more messages, and it seems like uh, the when people respond to uh, a previous message, it will show you the little message and then what they're responding to. So it feels mm-hmm. very different to like a, a to Slack with with um, the way you can resp- the replies will appear just underneath further up if you know what mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, is there any way to change the way that looks, or uh, or if not, how would you suggest that if we are find, finding it overwhelming to? as a consumer in a, in a, in a, in a server, how, how do we go about kind of doing that on a daily basis? Yeah, I'll, I'll break that into two parts. And honestly, mm-hmm. this question of overwhelm is, uh, is something that I'm dealing with now because I've been doing this for a while. I'm absolutely voracious in my desire for knowledge about these things. So I've, I've joined, I think I'm up to about 75 servers right now, which wow. is ridiculous. Also, I'm getting into Web3, so there's a whole bunch of stuff. I mean, it's right. nuts. And I've felt that same sort of, holy crap, one of the best ways to control your experience when you come in, you've heard of declaring inbox bankruptcy, right? Mm-hmm, Where mm-hmm. you just, you're like, oh, I have a thousand emails in this inbox. I'm just gonna grab them all. I'm gonna shove them into the archive of Gmail or I'm just gonna delete them. I'm declaring right. bankruptcy. If it's that important, you're gonna email me again and you delete everything. You can come into a server and the first thing that you do when you see it, and maybe there's just all these channels and and things that have unread messages, you right click on the server, you select mark all as read, and you declare message bankruptcy. And then you get a fresh start. So I do that all the time. I have joined a bunch of technical Discord servers that are hosted by bots and I need to be able to go into them very quickly if I have a problem with a bot, but I don't need to see everybody else's question. So I just have them all in one folder called development bots. And I right click on the folder, select mark all is red, boom, it's gone. And it's, it's liberating. It's so powerful (laughs) to be able to do that. So that's what you, you can do from a user perspective. And then Ian, your question about how, replies are organized, that's one of the features that is very strong with forum channels. So if you establish a channel as a forum, it then has things organized like we used to on the bulletin boards Mm -hmm. where there was an original post and then all the replies went under that thing. So as a server owner, that's something that you want to think about, especially for those topics where there tend to be a cluster of very valuable replies and follow-ups and explorations, but that's very, you want to contain that in order to keep that valuable. And so if you set up your Q&A, for example, as a forum, which is something that I've done on all of my servers, that makes it so much easier to keep everything together. And then when that topic is done, 
after it's been inactive for a certain number of, it could be 24 hours, it could be up to seven days, depending on the level of your server, it'll just hide. You can still find it when you search, but it's not sitting out there. So you don't have 70 forum original posts to, to think about. Mm. They're just, they're just gone. So is, so it sounds like there's different types of posts that you can make on discord. So you said there's a forum and there's kind of the other ones too. So that almost sounds like Reddit a little bit, like you'd have a topic and then replies. Very, very cool. All right. Well, we are getting uh, at the end of our time and I still have a whole nother show's (laughs) worth of questions. But the one question I want to end, not in on a, like a wet blanket thing is I want to come back to some other stuff, but um, um, what, I know people are worried, like, listen, I invested in Facebook groups and I see that they're not valuable as much as they used to be. I'm scared that if I spend all this time, especially with all the cool stuff I can do with Discord, what if it goes away or gets bought by somebody else or that shuts down or it's bought by China and then the U.S. kicks everybody out or whatever happens, you know, like what is there a way to offboard people like, hey, like you mentioned email addresses. Is there a way like, hey, we're moving. We're going over here now because I know that we we all need an out now because we've seen what happens uh, to mm-hmm. a lot of these platforms. Will there is there an out in Discord if we want to not let our, you know, flush our whole community down the toilet and have to move somewhere else? So when we were talking about collecting the email addresses before, I think that's your strongest strategy. Okay. And that's something that you have to take upon yourself. And <clears throat> excuse me. <clears throat> For example, uh, Alec Johnson, I'm, I help him with his Take One Tech server. Mm-hmm. And what he did is he had about, I don't know, 40, 50 people in there. And when he realized, oh, I, I know that some of these people, I have their email addresses of, but some of them I don't, he just asked. He just said, hey, do you mind just like clicking on this link and filling out a form that mm-hmm. connects your username to your email address? Like, is that cool? And everybody did it right. because they're they're already just like neck deep and we love Alekness, you know, they, they're like, we're cool with that. We know that you're not going to abuse it. We know that we're going to get value from this experience. So yeah, we'll do that. So if you just sort of shift that mindset, okay, people who are coming here to my community, aren't just kicking tires. They can kick tires on Facebook. They can date us a little while on YouTube live streams. You know, they, that's how they're getting to know us by the time that they're coming into your server, they should be people who are really invested in you and invested in what they can, they can get from you in this community space. So you always want to collect email addresses and the, when it comes to discord going away, well, everything goes away. I know everybody's saying, Oh, like five years ago, we were like, Facebook's forever. It's never going anywhere. And like, how wrong are we? Because it's dying in front of our eyes. Twitter is dying in front of our eyes. So you're always going to be thinking about being flexible and plastic and, you know, Ian, when you talk about us all aging, because we all are aging, The story we tell ourselves is that this is hard to learn. If we revise that story and say, we have a vast bank of experience of things that we've learned, proof positive, we can learn more things. Let's just learn another thing. How cool is that? And we will make our connections faster because we have those experiences. So shift that mindset a little bit. And I think you're going to be set up well to take advantage of what discord has. And then in 10 years time, you'll be ready for the next thing. That is a great and healthy way to look at things. Ian, I'll let you have the last question because I could keep going. So. Wow. Well, I mean, 
I, I think I, I don't so think of any more now, aren't you? That's yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm, I mean, I was converted before, but I think what you said before about communities and setting up your community and, and having a knowing what your purpose is, it before you go into the technology which we can all get excited about. It's sorting those bits out. Those are the difficult bits. It's that deep work. And I think you're so right there. So, um, but yeah, join, join Keely's discord server and uh, yeah. follow her and uh, you got all these YouTube videos. So that's where I think people should start. Don't you, don't you think Keely? Uh, yep, absolutely. <laughs> you just, you just got to start. That's, that's how Niels and Martine from the Netherlands got me yeah. is they just got me in there. They got mm. me to sign up for an account and they showed me what it could do. And I just went, oh, mm. let's go. This looks fun. <laughs> and, and, and just the ideas and the creativity that, that it'll inspire, that's the fun part. That's why we love tech is mm. because when we learn something new, it, it just creates all these other points and connections and we start thinking of new ways we can serve our communities. So this is, this is just one way to take advantage of it, but it's a super cool way. And, and podcast listeners are missing out on the pure joy on Kaylee's face. Right. So you'll have to come back and watch. And, because I, and, it, I was, I, and I didn't mention this, but I think one thing is uh, connecting with podcasts. You know, that's there's always been a breakdown with building community with podcasts. And I think uh, Discord is a great way to do that um, if you have a podcast, creating one of those. So anyway, that's a whole nother show. But I want to give a shout out to Reg, who's been making some great comments. Uh, he says to take advantage of those connections and also, he says, I expect a Discord, Ian. So uh, you're going to have to get on top of that after the show. That's me talking. I think this is a promise. Yeah, I think you guarantee right. it. I agree. It's happening. So, Keely, before we wrap things up, I want to let uh, I want to have you have a chance to tell everybody where to find you, uh, those people listening on the podcast, all that. So, what's the best place to find Keely Dunn and your YouTube channel, all that stuff? Yeah, head over to discordforcreators.com. All the links to the usual places are there. My YouTube is there with some long streams where I go step by step through the features, for example, and how to set up your account and things like that. So it's a great place to go if you're just starting and then joining my server is a great place to come because I am so ready to answer any question that you have in there. We can hop in a voice channel. I can show off some things that maybe you haven't seen or don't know how to do and that'll inspire you when you're looking at building your own communities. So that's discordforcreators.com forward slash DS. Standing very, for Discord server. Very cool. Thanks, everybody, uh, so much. Thanks for Keely for a great show. We got to do this again because, like I said, there's a whole other show of questions I have. I want to give a big shout out to Jim and Gary and Reg, everybody who showed up today, asked some great questions. Thank you to Ian. Ian, where can people find out about all things Ian Anderson Gray if they want to get on your Discord server? Well, uh, not yet, because I don't have one yet, but <laughs> I have carelessly scattered myself across the interwebs and the socials. Just search for my name, Ian Anderson Gray. And of course, my my blog is at iag.me and my podcast is at iag.me forward slash podcast. So uh, do follow me there and uh, I'd love to connect with you. Awesome. And I appreciate Ian coming on at a late notice uh, to be my amazing co-host and ask some great questions. I want to do a big shout out to my wife, who probably is not watching, but I want to do it anyway. This is our anniversary today. 27 years of marriage. I love you, babe. Thank you for letting me do crazy stuff like this show. But uh, 27 years is pretty, pretty cool. So I want to give a shout out to that. And with that, I want to also give a shout out 
it's not as, as important, but it's important is to our friends over at Ecamm. You can find out more about them at socialmedianewslive.com forward slash Ecamm. And make sure you go check out the, the server that Keely put together at ecamm.tv forward slash Discord. Check it out. Join that. It's an amazing community. I'm telling you, um, the people over at Ecamm, they know how to do community. It's a great example to look at. Um, make sure to go follow them over there. And with that, we'll see you guys next week. Bye, everybody. Social Media News Live.